Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 44. And if we lean into the angel number, double digits, or is that little extra wink from the universe letting us know that we are on path, even if we feel very lost, that our guides, our guardian angels, our benevolent ancestors are with us and to keep going. Four is also the number of again, guardian angels and foundations. It's also a number representative of Hecate. That's going to come up later in the episode. So I love me a double digit number. I love to see fours because they give us, again, that little wink and that pat on the back that's like, you are protected. You're more protected than you know. And even if it does feel weird and wonky or a little crunchy, like you're on the right path keep going. So there's a sweetness to the number 44 and hopefully also to this episode. This podcast uh, today is brought to you by my magical mentoring program. August 25th uh, through September 11th, you have the opportunity to claim um, one of the highly sought after seats for group magical mentoring. This program of mine runs September through December 2023. And right now we're in a phase, you're hearing a lot about it, and we've got three brand new episodes in a row but it only happens twice a year and it's really special. And I don't want you to miss this opportunity if it at all piques your interest or pings your intuition. Okay. So this season, September through December, we have this session that harnesses the benefits. Yes. Of the tarot, the dark goddesses, and the actual magic of shadow season. So this time of year is incredibly powerful to work with. We'll have Scorpio season. We'll have Samhain. The veil will remain thin through the winter. And we'll be working mainly with Kali Ma as she presented herself and said, I want to hold space <laughs> for this session. And you don't tell Kali no. Um but Lilith and Hecate are always with us in mentoring because they are my two main guides in the witchiest time of year. So 2023 is still slated, was slated in all of our channeled messaging for massive manifestations, transitions, and receiving. And I'm hearing from so many of you, so many big changes are happening, some really neat things and wonderful things you've been waiting on are finally coming through. And the same stands true here in my household. September through December is the timing, interestingly enough, and odd to set major intentions, big wishes, and cast big spells. And that's not typical of this time of year, because you're going to hear me chat about <laughs> that in January, right? Um, but, and 
it's been so much uh, messaging for this community that the guides keep reaffirming for us not to fully set intentions. They definitely are like, don't cast no spells and don't make major wishes this summer. We're still in summer. Okay. But it's almost time. Our guidance has been to save up to bolster our magic, to, you know, get a little heartier and a lot of juice and then send it all out into the universe in this autumnal equinox phase. Okay. So if you have big goals and you're aiming at magical mentoring might, might be the perfect cauldron for you to brew them in. Right. So it's always important to remember your soul is calling for more in this lifetime. You're worth investing in magic exists. And there's more to you in this lifetime than you've even tapped into yet. This container of magical mentoring is truly a non-patriarchal container. Um, That doesn't mean there's not leadership and there aren't guidelines or structure. There is, but it's also very different than work you've done in other places and spaces. Um, Magical mentoring takes way less time and effort than you think it's going to. It is truly magic. The essence and the energy like seeps into our daily lives. And we start to see the lessons and the blessings and the work really play out in our day to day, which is so fucking cool. It, I'm going to say it again, takes less time than you think (laughs) because everybody that is drawn to me always thinks like, oh, I want to make sure I can give it the right amount of time. And we tend to over effort things. Um, And that's just not the way the setup is over here. Um, I also think it's important to hear that there's really no point in waiting until later for things to get better or more magical in your life. I hold spaces that I am now referring to as, as places and spaces and tactics and habits that can re-mystify our life. We're super smart in this lifetime. We're at no shortage of information and data. And I think one of, you know, I mean, I'll say fail point, but I think one of the challenges of this lifetime is to remember to be mystified, right? To remember that there's magic, to lean in to there are things that we just don't get to know, that we don't have to understand. And I mean these in all good ways. I'm like, oh, we don't have to handle that. Cool, right? So magical mentoring is a lovely time and space to begin to remystify your life. Like instead of us being so smart, demystifying everything, you know, it's like, what if we just brought some of the magic back, right? It's important for you all to hear that massive manifestations take place in magical mentoring. They really do. It's always fascinating to see what those things will be. Some of them are unintentional, but desperately wanted by the soul. And this work is very equally practical and magical. So as much as we want to remystify our lives and have pleasure and um, magic, we also know that we're here for 3D incarnation to do the doing food, water, shelter, paying our bills, you know, figuring out how to cultivate some sort of, you know, peace and balance and foundation in this lifetime is a real thing. And it requires real effort. We honor both sides in magical mentoring. Okay. So the doors are officially open. I wish 
I was cool enough to edit in like a squeaky door opening sound. But it's time to book your 30-minute one-on-one exploration call with me to talk about your goals for the next 6 to 12 months and see if this session of magical mentoring is a fit for you. Okay? It isn't always a fit. And we just don't know that until we get on the call. So if it's a yes in our call, you'll enroll and your first tarot reading plus channeled to-do list from that tarot reading will be ready and waiting for you to implement anytime between September 8th and 11th, okay? But honestly, you don't have to do anything but receive in that first week. And I will go over all of this in the details on our call plus... You can find more details on the website at the link below in the show notes at unicornwellnessstudio.com. You'll click on mentoring at the top, then you'll click on the fall magical mentoring. And on that page, you will also see where you can schedule your one-on-one call. There is also a direct link. If you're like, I don't need the landing page. I don't need to look at the website. I just want to schedule my free 30-minute call with you. Cool. Head to the link in the show notes. There's a Calendly link there. Just schedule it up. And thank you all for being so generous with your ears and your eyes and your energetics as we allow everyone to discover magical mentoring and see if it's a fit for you or them or not. Now on to the show. Virgo season runs August 23rd through September 22nd. 2023. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. Plus, before that, a mini dive into the Hermit card. This is Virgo's card in the tarot. Okay. And our tarot reading, once we get to it, is one card for the spirit in which to move through things. So we keep it fairly simple because if you're a member over at unicornwellnessstudio.com, you have your new and your full moon tarot readings to lean into. So think of those as more of a macro cycle and this single card is a micro cycle. And if you are not yet a member or that offering just simply doesn't resonate with you or is not accessible at this time, this one card man, it'll carry you. Okay. It really can. So this episode may also have more weight or significance if you are a Virgo native with your sun, your rising and or your moon in this sign. Okay. So as always a big, gigantic, warm, thank you, my dear listener to you, whether it's your first time or your 44th time listening. I'm so happy to have you. I I send all of my love and gratitude to you for listening. And a friendly reminder for those listening who are not in the Northern Hemisphere, the meteorological seasons, am I pronouncing that correctly? I'm not sure about that, may differ. Um, But the energies of the tarot, the astrology, the zodiac, and channel guidance are all the same. So as always, take what resonates, leave the rest, There are always magic sparks here for everyone, no matter what your point on the globe. So here we go. I get real excited about things. I also try to contain them (laughs) for you on the podcast. I could talk for hours, particularly about the tarot, okay? Because I love it. These episodes are intended to give you just enough nuggets to be like, oh, right, to be that spark. I didn't know that. That allows me to look at it differently. That might shift my perspective. Hmm, cool. Um, 
we go deeper into this. We have gone deeper into this in one-on-one magical mentoring. And I'm still waiting for the universe to present a place to do like the full deep, 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 deep dive into all of the tarot. So here we go. Okay. Virgo in the tarot in the major arcana is represented by the hermit card. And in the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, it is depicted by a human, if you haven't seen it, with a long white beard and a long gray cloak with their head bowed, um, with the hood on, holding a lantern, a lit lantern out in front of them with one hand. And on the other hand, they're holding a staff that's grounded, big, long, tall walking stick. Okay. And the card has, is marked as number nine, but actually it's the 10th card. And this alone is so interesting, right? In the major arcana, because the fool is the very first card of the tarot, but it's a zero. So I'm not going to give y'all the basic break breakdown that you can get from any tarot book completely valid. Please know your history. Know the traditional aspects of the symbolism. In the deep dive with my one-on-one mentees, we go through all of this. But this nugget is my perspectives and my channel and my offering to you that you might go, hmm, I never thought about it that way before. So maybe it'll sound really different to you. I hope it does actually. So nine is the number of karmic closures and cycles ending. So here we are with the numerology. It's another turning point of leveling up, okay? And so the hermit card in the major arcana is marked as number nine, right? It says you've come this far. Do you want to go further? It also denotes a time of moving into wisdom. You may not be there yet, but you're on your way or you have potential to be on your way, okay? So it also says, are you moving and navigating from your internal soul compass, or are you continually seeking outside direction? Now, to be clear, we as humans and souls, we require both, okay? The card calls us out and just says, just take a moment to pause, just be aware. Which one are you doing? Or which one do you always do? I saw, gosh, I saw something. I don't even know where it was, right? We're in all the places and spaces that was like the decisions I made in my life based on um, intuition. And I thought all of them, every single one. (laughs) And then I thought, well, that's kind of a witchy thing to say. Um, And I did take that moment of pause and go, I just always check in with my gut at this point because I know how we can be led astray by intellect, acumen, and data processing. That doesn't mean I don't think we're not so smart and we shouldn't. We do need to use our brain and discernment. Hey, Virgo. Okay. And yet I'm always anchoring at that point because what I've learned in my life is when I don't, when I try to be outsmarted by my brain and do the practical thing or the the, I don't know, the grown, not, no, we do a lot of grown up things, but like, I don't know when you're like, oh, pro cons, I should definitely do this because the list tells me this. I've just learned that when I do things that way, whoop, goes south and goes sour. So again, the hermit is asking us like, where are you navigating from? And I've said for years and I'll offer it again. I think our best decision-making and our best navigation is really 
the synthesis, you know, of intellect, heart, and intuition, right? When we can key into all of those, but I'll definitely tell you when I'm at a loss, I'm always going to head towards the soul compass, right? Okay. Side quest, but it's important. So it's marked as number nine, these karmic closures and cycles ending. Virgo wants us to analyze and synthesize. So it says, just check in. How are you making decisions? You know, how far have you come? Are you willing to go further? Or are you just kind of following the masses or are you stuck? Right. And then we lean into it when we count, count the cards. It, it, the hermit is number 10. And 10 is about fresh starts and new beginnings. It's the one amplified by the zero. This is you're the one. <laughs> you got to make the decisions. You got to make the call. You got to put one foot in front of the other. You got to, you know, find your way down the path, right? Metaphorically speaking. Um, so again, it, it asks and it, it offers us in this card, are we going further? Or have we paused on the path? Okay. Or are we following good advice, ours and or trusted teachers, right? Because a lot of times we have excellent advice for other people. We don't follow our own advice or our own coaching or our own mentoring or our own parenting. And it's like, why don't we start there? That was good advice. I should take it from myself, right? And 10 also asks us, right? Much like the 10 of swords of like, you know, are we stuck? Are we saying things are okay? It's fine. It's fine. Meanwhile, it's really not, you know? So 10 is interesting because it offers us fresh starts and new beginnings. And if we lean into that 10 of swords where it's like, you've been stabbed in the back 10 times, you're like, it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Everybody looking is like, it's not fine, bitch. It's just not fine. So let's just say it's not fine and start to clean up and start to recruit help. And then if we look at the 10 of wands also, you're like, how is 10 fresh starts and new beginnings? Because 10 of wands is like, you know, that clusterfuck of doing too much. And it says, you got to lay some stuff down, right? So this 10 is offering us fresh starts and new beginnings, but often we have to quit we have to be aware, we have to accept, we have to pause, right? There's this liminal space before growth where it feels like nothing's happening, okay? So it is about fresh starts and new beginnings, but it's not particularly, it doesn't, it doesn't feel off and running or like it's full of potential the way that say the fool would feel, right? So it's nine. This is about closures and endings, but it offers us new beginnings. Okay. At any point on the path, right? Very classically, the hermit is known as the teacher, right? That goes off into the woods to meditate, pray, daydream, wander, rest, nap, channel, and journal. And we tend to stop there. And, and yes, this, the hermit means this, this is always a yes and situation. Um, and it definitely means time alone, right? It does. It, we need to court our clarity and clarity will come if we make clarity welcome. And how do we do that? Like lay out the welcome mat for clarity. Like if it were just so simple, well, actually as humans, we kind of complicate it, right? We need to, to, to meditate. We need to sometimes, sometimes shut out other voices. And sometimes we need to recruit other voices, but we need quiet time to think to synthesize, to ponder, right? And to feel. Because if you've got everybody else's energetics, zappy zappy, blue pixels, screens, 
it's really hard to know how you think or feel about something or which direction to go. So the hermit will always call us to quiet classically, right? But we kind of get stuck there. We think the hermit says, just shut yourself away forever. And then you will be healed and you will be so smart. <laughs> um, but, and the hermit always comes with the intention of coming back to community and to society to put into practice the insights gleaned while alone. The hermit has never been intended to be off into the woods alone forever because if you're alone all the time, it's real easy to be healed, right? So we we go away to do the self-work. We, we do get quiet and hunker down and hermit within. And then we need to rejoin community, culture, society, groups, because we need to be able to know how to engage with other souls. And not to like, I know this language, we don't all like it. I don't always like it, but you know, test out what we've learned. We need to put it into practical application. It's the only way we really learn. Theory is one thing. Practical application is quite another. So the hermit card also calls us to, like, if you're just like, I'm, I'm, I can't, I cannot, I cannot <laughs> with the groups, or with the people, or with the community. Um, as an introvert, as someone who is neurofestive, and I also think I'm strongly on an autism spectrum when it comes to sound sometimes, I understand how challenging humaning can be. You'll hear me say it all the time. Humaning's really hard for me. Engaging with other people is <laughs> quite a challenge. Um, it's also the part of the work of this lifetime, right? And so as a little side note and of so into magical mentoring, this is part of the call. This is like the call actually this year of why I'm not holding space for one-on-one -on -one mentoring is that so much of this community um, sometimes avoids community work. And it's like, we, we just want to work on ourselves. And I think cancel culture has gotten us really scared about working with others and learning and um, dismantling internalized patriarchy or coming to terms with it in reflection to other humans and groups. Meanwhile, it's exactly what we need when you can apply and learn and try and fail and fuck it up within a safe space with a loving community who is genuinely in it together. Oh, it's so fucking amazing because you start to see how, oh, in a perfect world, <laughs> this is how things would go. When I fucked up, people would just go, they're going to hold me accountable in loving ways and then offer me an opportunity for recovery and to try again and not hang on to it or hold it over me. Like it is really a non-toxic space we're cultivating and we're growing together. And so this is another bit of what the hermit is really calling us to this year is to actually don't be so sequestered off. Yes, it's necessary um, and valuable. We've also had a lot of time sequestered off, quarantined and safe at home that it's really pushing us back into community and society to put into practice, um, you know, with a little bit of shade, like the healing we think we've done and the healing we've done, like go reap the rewards of deeper friendships, better partnerships, cooler career options and offers. Like when you heal and you can engage in deeper, more loving and, and graceful ways, 
that expands so much and it's really fun. We want the fun too. Okay. So we think the hermit is all alone all the time. And this is entirely yes. And (laughs) it's an entirely yes. And situation. Okay. The hermit has us doing all the things. It has us recruiting mentors and teachers. It has us taking time alone to meditate, cutting out the noise of the world and other voices and opinions in order to know our own. And I know that can sound like juxtaposed or hypocritical or in direct conflict, but if you cut out noise and recruit mentors and teachers, that's a whole different experience in a different ballgame. And the goal is not to think like someone else. It's to know our own voice and opinion better okay it has us exploring the hermit has us exploring other voices and opinions oh my gosh i'm just repeating it in order to stay pliable and flexible and fluid in our knowledge okay so life in its mysteries are ever mutating and so must our relationships with them and this is where as humans, we get stuck. If we're feeling stuck, it's because we're not mutating. We're trying to keep things the same. We're trying to hang on to stuff, right? There's no better way to choke hold and cut off flow and abundance and opportunity and circulation than trying to hang on to what was, right? When we open and we release and we go, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to trust. I'm going to let this one go, you know, so something else can come in. Okay. The hermit can have us feeling lost in the liminal space. That is true. The hermit is and can be epic quiet and stillness. And as humans with a lot of noise in this modern life, (laughs) quiet and stillness makes us nervous and uncomfortable. Um, The hermit is grounding and it is centering um, it can also very much feel like we we talk about this a lot in the magical mentoring community, like magic has abandoned you. Okay. And I think I speak to it here in a minute, but it's that quiet where you think nothing's happening, right? Can anyone on the other side hear me? Why isn't it happening? Why isn't it changing? Why isn't the thing I want happening right now? Ooh, magic says cultivating patience is a thing okay and yet the hermit it's also our magic and connection to the mystical like when this quiet happens actually it's the time when our magic okay and our connection to the mystical is expanding at a rate we've not known prior so it really is um a bit of a calm before the storm, not that there's a storm a coming, but just again, these quiet phases, we think nothing's happening when really these are the most interesting. We're just uncomfortable with quiet. Um, The hermit is mysticism itself. Okay. It's the great unknown. It's the ever unfurling path and unknown adventure. The hermit welcomes us into a place of not repeating the past by working our experiences into wisdom and moving forward rather than sitting in the middle of the path or looking back. Okay. It hikes up the mountain only to come back down, knowing that every retreat generates the next advance. 
This card is deep and yummy with all the presence of Hecate, okay? Because the lantern, the path, the quiet, right? Hecate, mother of all witches. She says, I'll guide you. I won't leave you alone. I'll light the way. I'll show you the path, right? She's a guardian of the crossroads. She really shows you paths. Like she, she stands at the crossroads and she goes, here's a light. Here's the multiple directions you can go. Okay. And when the time is right, she says, I'll hand you the keys to whatever doors or gates are on your adventure that you feel are blocking you. Okay. But I will not do it for you. So Hecate is quite the energy to work with, right? Because she's a excellent mother. She says, I'll give you all the tools and I'll make sure that you're safe and I'm going to hold that space. She's a doula, but she ain't going to do it for you. You have to do the doing. And even at those crossroads, she says, you have to choose. You got to choose. I'm not choosing for you. I hold the light up <laughs> so you can see what the choices are that you have. But she doesn't tend to lean towards one path or the other, which can be utterly infuriating, by the way. Um, but Hecate is mostly a silent guide. She says, you're strong enough. You're smart enough. You're magical enough. You decide, right? I always say that fate and free will go hand in hand, but free will is some of the most powerful magic we have probably the most powerful magic we have in this incarnation. And Hecate, she agrees. She says, make a decision. Which way are you going to go? And then we circle back into the hermit, right? And we go, well, how do I know which direction to go? Which is where the humans get stuck, right? Well, if you don't know yourself well enough, if you're not attuned to listening and you're not in trust with the unseen, with your intuition, with your soul compass, it is challenging. Then we get caught in the cerebral brain. We're trying to analyze it and pick and poke it. And then, and this is what keeps us so far from joy and from stability and from peace and from calm. And yeah, it keeps us from manifestations as well because we're in our head about it. And mysticism, magic says, you got to get into your soul about it. You got to feel it and you got to trust your way through it. You get to decide which way to go and you're going to have to decide, right? So the phrase and the quote that I love that as Hecate really brought through is that in the silence, you will know Hecate. And I think we can definitely apply that to the hermit, right? In the silence, you will know the hermit. So do you see why magical mentoring in the fall starts in Virgo season? Um, all right. I've been called to share uh, the hermit invocation that I wrote for my magical mentees a little while back. So soften, take a big breath, pull it in, consider this an invocation for the season. I understand at times I must walk a solitary path that I must move through loneliness in order to value being alone. I take action on recruiting teachers and mentors to expand me, to connect me to my own channel. I willingly marry myself to the path of healing and expansion. I know that I have everything I need. 
I know that at times it is important to feel lost. And I know I am at the point on the path I'm supposed to be. I'm not late. I am not too early. I am learning. I am present in the moment. I pause. I think. I ponder. I remember. And I imagine what has never been. I value the timing to be my own guiding light. I commit to the light that I become simply by shining. My existence is modeled behavior of magic and divinity. I don't have to speak. I feel, I know, I trust. And then I take action. I am integrity in expression. I am ever learning and exploring. I am sovereign in my beliefs and hold space for that in others. I am the combination of all experiences in this lifetime so far. I live from a place of knowing all and knowing nothing at exactly the same time. I am the synthesis of not repeating that which does not work. And I am the mystic that knows this is the matrix. I am the witch of the woods that knows we enter and exit this lifetime alone. I am everything and nothing. I am the hermit. Okay. If you haven't listened to episode 43 yet, or as a reminder, Virgo is mutable earth energy. In the suits of the tarot, earth is represented by pentacles or coins. Um, this is the element of resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Okay. It analyzes, sifts, and sorts the harvest. Virgo does to establish what is useful and what is not moving forward. So this season, Virgo season, is going to be an organizational revamping, rescheduling, redoing season. That could be really fun, right? That could be fresh starts and new beginnings. Like, right? I love me a school's playlist. <laughs> but it can also feel like, you know, it, this energy actually feels quite a bit like air energy, swirling and twirling and changing. It is a time of change. And you might be annoyed that certain things you felt you've already learned or done are up for a revision. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and remember that, you know, Mercury's also retrograde in Virgo this year, August 23rd through September 14th. But that shadow energy is going to run through September 28th. Okay. Or this energy could feel, again, like you're finally integrating all the information, the healing that you've done, the insights that you've been, you know, courting. It's making sense now, could, and has clarity, and you know which path you're walking, though you're not to your actual destination yet, okay? But you are moving forward, even if it's super slow. Okay. 
let's move into our Virgo season tarot reading. One card, nice and simple for the spirit in which to move through things because there's no way out but through, right? And so when we pull this card, this is always like, okay, whatever it is, whether it's swirly twirling, OMG, I have to redo this thing again. Aren't we done with it? I thought I was done with this. Or you're like, no, I'm feeling pretty good. Things are showing up. I'm getting offers. I feel like I'm moving forward. I get it. There's a million planets in retrograde. So things are slow. They're internal, but I feel really good and on path. No matter what your experience is, there's no way out but through. So what is, you know, the universe offering us as the best, you know, perspective to take on it? Sometimes I always, I think this is like the costume to wear to move us through the season. So here we go. Um, this little deck, she's so cute. Um, and in this exact moment, it's leaving me what the name of this deck is, but it's a smaller deck. It's got gold edges. Um, it's a little manga. She's so cute. Okay. The spirit in which to move through Virgo season. I'll have it below in the show notes, even though my brain's not doing it right now. <laughs> I feel like this has happened many times before and that's awesome okay so here we are talking about the hermit right which classically is like get analytical be alone um you're the teacher so go learn some more and then go teach some people some things right and here we are trying to give it the twist of like one virgo's a goddess two that hermit is always meant to come back down into community and society and actually really be in community and, and peopling. Um, and we've talked about the, you know, concept of the analyzing, analyzing, thinking, you know, cerebral, but really to get you on path and the way you make a decision and like the way you choose a path mystically, magically, spiritually is to go with what you know, to be true for you and your authenticity. There's no right way. It's just the way that resonates best for you. Right. So what card did we pull for the spirit in which to move through this Virgo season? Y'all is the queen of cups. Okay. And it just keeps getting funnier and funnier. Um, and actually a little more ironic because the queen of cups in this deck, um, I will have an image for you. Um, in my Instagram stories, the week that this episode publishes, I will also try to be diligent and timely about making you a little real um, for Virgo season. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but this Queen of Cups, okay, one, she's a water sign, right? So she's all the feels. Like Queen of Cups just straight up says, get witchier, get wooier, head to your intuition. It's the knowing without knowing why intuition is exactly that it says i just know i don't know how to explain it and i don't know how to prove it but i know this is true and in this space because it's a personal revolution space it's i know this is true for me you don't have to agree with it and you don't have to get it i mean i'd love for you to be supportive but but this is what i know i need or what i need to do okay and so cups are about emotions and love and this again is water this is all of the healing and the psychic and the intuitive channeling and this is also about purging grief mourning and loss right? Because when we allow the processing to happen of emotions, then we heal them. You got to feel it to heal it. 
Okay. And water is also about spirituality and our connection to spirit, our connection to source and how strong that is, how, you know, our connection is how, or how strong we perceive it to be, right? How much we trust it. That's really the issue as a human. Okay. So the spirit in which to move through this Virgo season is the queen of cups. And this just straight up says, dive deeper into spirituality, dive deeper into your intuition, become better friends with how you feel about it, but also be honest that feelings aren't facts, like really get in there and go, what do you feel? But the queen of cups, she's like, she's the most psychic. She's, she's, she's our Luna love good. You know, it's like nobody gets her and thinks she's just wacky, wacky, but like she sees things that other people can't see on the other side, right? She's experienced and understands that, you know, the deepest grief, mourning and loss really allows us to feel the essence of all of the planes better, more fully, I think, right? That spectrum of things. Because some people do think if I can't see it, touch it, taste it, smell it, then it's not real. But the Queen of Cups says, oh, you just don't know how real the unseen and the fluid magic and these layers of planes and timelines and past lives are. We're living them, we're in them all at once, right? So the th let me go back to what this card looks like in this deck right it's a smaller deck it's not a mini deck but it's just smaller and it's beautiful blue on the back and it's got these little diamond shapes and it's very manga-esque and um the human in this card is is female presenting um but that's an assumption also that because they have long hair but their hair is long and blue um with a veil looking very much like the high priestess in front of this giant golden goblet like a holy grail right with a crown on top of the veil so with this veiling we've got a lot of aphrodite vibes but i want to be and it looks straight up like a high priestess card now in my opinion i know not everyone prescribes to this the queen of cups is the day-to-day -day high priestess and it says meditate <laughs> it says do the witchy wooey things um do your smoke clearing pull your cards hang on to those crystals talk to the dead you know court your benevolent ancestors get in there with the woo woo and just head beyond the veil now it's interesting because veiling the head um sometimes uh, magic. Well, okay. I'm going to calm down to get this to be a linear path here. Veiling our head, like wearing a scarf in magic, um, is to get us grounded, right? That seventh chakra is on the tippy top of our head. This is the open channel through which we receive messaging. And we've mentioned here, right, that Virgo energy is mutable earth, but it can be swirly, twirly, and changing, and it can feel like air, okay? And in order to get grounded sometimes, we actually need to cover our heads. Like, yes, there's all of these other pieces to it, but there's a functional witchery space to it too of you may find that wearing a hoodie or covering your head with a scarf um, through, you know, fall and winter is actually just really stabilizing, right? And we think it's because it's cooling down, but even if you live in warmer places, it's because the veil is thin, okay? Energetics, spirits, uh, frequency feels like whirly, twirly, swirly air or electrical current. And so covering that seventh chakra, the crown chakra, that energetic center can help 
ground it and calm it down. That doesn't mean you're shutting it off or blocking it. It actually may allow you to have more clarity with what messaging is coming in. That's very loud right now. So that's a very Aphrodite thing to wear head coverings and scarves um, as a practice. Um, and in this card, our queen of cups. So again, she looks like the high priestess. She's got this head covering. She's holding a mirror. Okay. And it's facing outward. Now a mirror is one of Lilith's symbols. So I had a good little chuckle because in this deck, and I do believe that Lilith is the high priestess in the tarot. And if the queen of cups is the day-to-day -day high priestess, <laughs> then this is our day-to-day -day Lilith, right? So Lilith invites us in these soft ways. Like she's not known to be a soft goddess. I wouldn't go so far as to say that about her. She's much more nourishing and mothering than we recognize or realize or perhaps want to know because she's been so demonized, right? But she holds up a mirror, you know, of reflection for us and to others. So there may be topics mm -hmm, of Lilith and reflections of spaces and places we have demonized ourselves Okay. Or aspects of, let's just be real honest. When Lilith is asking us about these reflections, this is about demonizing our shadows. Okay. So yes, we want to be aware of where we're demonizing others as well, but the space that I hold is self-revolution work. And so when Lilith holds up this mirror, I offered this, I think two episodes ago, um, about shadow work that we all think it's really scary, but it's kind of pedantic in some ways. And it has these mul multiple offerings to it. And one of the offerings of shadow work is things that have been demonized in ourselves, either by ourselves or by others. Sometimes we've just been telling the story wrong. And, you know, with Lilith, it's usually sexuality based. Um, and so, if we demonized our sexuality, this card and Lilith offers a reflection that maybe it's our superpower. Maybe it's wonderful pleasure and it's an excellent helper, right? And I'll offer this, you know, perhaps not very popular opinion that we really should, should, I'm going to say it, I'm going to use that language, legalize sex work, right? Like, let's make it safe. Let's make sure there's testing. Let's make sure that they pay their taxes. <laughs> let's make sure that they have, you know, safe, clean spaces. Like this is fair work, right? That some people may just be really awesome at. I know in this moment, in this language, I'm aggrandizing it and I'm not in general, but again, the offering here is to look at places and stories and things and themes that have been demonized that what if we took the complete opposite perspective and had a completely fresh experience and set up with it and then went oh actually that's amazing to be able to hold that space for people to be able to be that kind of vessel and to be that kind of pleasure provider right i mean this is what will says take all the things that you feel shame about the people have demonized. You make them something wonderful and miraculous. Not because we're spiritual bypassing or we're like, this is amazing. Um, it's not amazing if it's unsafe. And it's not amazing if it's your only choice for survival. Okay. But there's potential for it to be amazing with proper setup and proper support. Right? 
Okay, y'all, it's an interesting season. If you haven't listened to the episode right before this, our Virgo deep dive, please do, because, <laughs> spoiler alert, um, Virgo, you know, is the virgin, nothing to do with virginity or sexuality, actually quite the opposite. Um, she's high priestess energy, she's goddess energy, and goddess energy, you know, you just go listen to the other episode. But this plays into our concepts of sexuality, of sensual pleasure. And this is just all wrapping up in a beautiful, mystical, magical mystery tour kind of bow. So our spirit in which to move through things is the queen of cups. Be clear on your meditation, spend time on your altar. If you don't have an altar, create one. It doesn't have to be fancy. There's a lot of smoke in this card and it is a water element. So you may just check to see like if you've got all the elements represented in a sacred space in your life. That could be in your car. You know what I mean? Like in your cup holder, like a, a friend of mine just recently, because I'm driving a ton again, she was like, make an altar in your car. And I was like, oh, I forgot. It's been so many years, you know, so you could have your cup of water, you could have some crystals stashed. I have a little spray, you know, to cleanse the auric field rather than a smoke in there. But you want to make sure you have air, earth, uh, water, and fire represented. So on your altar, that would be a candle of some kind. Um, but this is really calling us to go in to know ourselves better when we're making decisions, we need to move out of the analytical space and the cerebral space or in, out of the right answers or the people pleasing, right? Answers, because that's the patriarchy, y'all. And move back to our internal knowing, to our intuition, our soul's compass, um, th that we need to lean into the mystic, into the magic, into the dark goddesses, because here we've got Aphrodite and Lilith. I don't do this on purpose, y'all they just show up. <laughs> They're just here, right? And Hecate's aren't even loud, right? Because the card is connected to her. So there you go. That's the offering. Um, make sure to check my Instagram stories the week this is published for this image. I will put the link below in the show notes once I can get my brain to work and remember which deck, what this one's called, because I can't remember right now. Um, as always, I hope the offering resonates. Whatever works for you, take it, cling to it, use it, let it support you, let it love you. And if you're like, girl, that shit, I turn, you know, that doesn't, mm -mm, then leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading through and to you. Um, if you're looking for more support and insight into Virgo season, make sure you check out the deep dive into Virgo energy in the episode prior to this. That's episode 43. Um, and for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, check in your membership libraries under astrology um, for your monthly uh it's not oh my god y'all my brain whoop who needs to get grounded now me unicornwellnessstudio.com members check under the astrology section in your monthly membership and you'll see a video labeled zodiac basics virgo there so you know there's so many pieces of information that if you feel called to go deeper it's available um and you can always reach out to me, chat with me in DMs on Instagram. That is my preferred platform um, and where I love to communicate with you. So that's Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And the link is below in the show notes. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. 
If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one 